Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, here's how markets are looking like right now. We have U.S. stocks down mostly. And this with the tech-heavy Nasdaq booking its fifth straight session of losses and S&P 500 on its fourth day of declines. And we've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average just squeezing out a small gain of 10 points, pretty much flat at 37,440. The S&P 500 was down 0.3% at 4,689 and the Nasdaq Composite lower by 0.6% to 14,510. So let's check in now with Ben Imons. He's the Senior Portfolio Manager at New Edge Wealth. Ben, thanks for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Um, I'm glad it is Friday at your end, not Saturday morning. So, you know, happy to be on your show. Good morning. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, so, good time to catch up with you and also good time to check in with you on what's happening in the markets. We came off 2023 on a bit of a winning streak. I believe nine weeks of winning streak um, happening in the markets. But then heading into this year, it started to get a bit rocky. So, what do you make of the sentiment going into the new year? Yeah, we definitely came into the new year maybe a little bit too overhyped and too positive. And you know, a lot of people look at what they call technical analysis and look at indicators and say, yeah, this looks kind of overstretched and overbought. And I think then as you're getting these downgrades from the Apple stock, uh, you know, now by two banks, Barclays and Piper Sandler, which is a, a regional bank in the United States, you know, Apple has a big weight in the index and that did dragged and added the broader market down. And if you then on top get good data out, like we had today, actually the ADP report, that is sort of a precursor of the non-farm payrolls report tomorrow, as well as jobless claims and ISM data, all actually better than expected. Then people start to question like, well, do we really need to price in six rate cuts? Mm. Uh, it's maybe be less, less, right? And I think this is why there's a little pressure on the markets as we come into the new year. Once again, good news out of the economy then becomes, you know, bad news, I guess, for the markets. Yeah, so I suppose it's a case that perhaps stock and bonds have become a bit overbought, at least the consensus thing you rise on that front. So we've got a couple of things to worry about. Heightened Middle East tensions, what's playing out with expectations for the FOMC, and pretty much what's happening around the world. So let's unpack some of these factors. And if you look at what's playing out on the potential for things to be disrupted on the oil front. We've got a lot happening in the Middle East, what's happening in the Red Sea. How concerned are you on that front? Well, it's certainly uh, getting to a situation where not only the tensions are getting higher, but you're getting what they say proxy wars. And it's not just one that plays out in Israel, but it's one playing out in, in Yemen, potentially, and one playing out in Iran. And we're also seeing developments in Iraq. And I think the market's getting a little wary of like, there's suddenly this sort of regional tension as so far it was just the Gaza Strip and all the, the issues that happened with, with Israel. Mm. So I think there's two, two things to think about there. One is that if it becomes a regional conflict, then people are putting immediately their fingers to the, the Strait of Hormuz, right? That's where potentially you're getting disruption of shipping, particularly oil uh, shipping. And secondly, people look at Iran as, as a really major player in this whole proxy war. And what we could happen in as a response from the United States to Iran, particularly in terms of sanctions and what that means for oil supply in general. So 
the oil markets become volatile, and you see up and down, prices going up and down every day. But if you look at it from a more specific point of view, as oil analysts do, they look at the backwardation of the of the oil for Brent, which is the contract in Europe, has gotten a little further backwardated. So there's definitely some tension building in oil prices as people are wary of that this could become a wider conflict. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what could happen on that front when it comes to oil? Uh, also, what's happening in the supply chain system where you've got freight rates really spiking? How much is this going to be a risk for things like inflation when you've got companies having to deal with all these additional expenses? Yeah, it could eventually filter through to inflation in, in Europe and the US. It will take some time, but you know what we've learned from the, the 2020-21 episodes, you know, when those, those freight rates were skyrocketing, and you had a you know long delivery times of, of goods that if you are in an environment where the economy stays strong and demand is high, then you're going to get like basically shortages again mm. on, on shelves and 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 you know with that the transportation costs and perhaps energy costs you could then lead to some pressure again on inflation. Now, what we're dealing with currently is still a, a quite small of a rise in those freight costs compared to what happened in 2021. Nonetheless, it's something to watch too because it is turning and as people measure it, including the New York Federal Reserve puts out a supply chain pressure index and it definitely has turned higher again. So I think supply becomes once again a bit of a focus for inflation, even though we're dealing here in domestically in the US with really moderating inflation since last year. Yeah, Ben, so all this feeds into expectations for what the Fed might do this year. It's signaled already about three rate cuts this year. Uh, Mark is expecting a bit more. How much does this change the view for what's coming up? So what was interesting in the minutes from the Fed yesterday is that they were indeed discussing rate cuts, but they were talking about the projection for rate cuts. And so that's what actually Powell was really talking about in the press conference where the whole market got haywire about it, right? And saying, oh, you're talking about rate cuts. But really they're talking about projections and it's based upon the outlook for inflation. And it's also phrased as a way of saying like, it could become appropriate for lower rates at the end of the year. So I think there's a lot there for markets to say, yes, there could be three rate cuts or less, but certainly not what the market's projecting currently. So as the start of this year, we had more than six cuts priced in mm. in the futures markets in the U.S., and that's now become closer to five cuts. So clearly the market expectation is receding. Yeah, how many and also how fast is going to be the question. So you've painted a pretty good overview of what's happening in the markets. So with that in mind, Ben, what's the playbook here? So in our case, we, we still look at a very much of a rotation to defense. Now, this is a year where the valuation of stocks in particular will come into focus as we run so much you know, higher last year, particularly first driven by tech and AI, and then somewhat of a broadening of that rally to other sectors uh, in, in the market. You know, what's interesting is that in a year where things will be likely quite uncertain, you know, I think our, our presidential election is one of the key events in that respect. Uh, you know, the, the utility sector looks really undervalued. Certain parts of the small cap sector look undervalued. Same thing for healthcare or energy or financials, all undervalued relative to technology. So we think that's a really good play in this year. Mm. Uh, second, Secondly, playing defense, uh, the three other things there uh, happening. You know, one, uh, the, the, the treasury market is, is going up in yield a little bit now because of a strong economy, but it is probably not anymore a 5% treasury market anymore this year. So bonds remain in defense, but gold is another another way of playing this, right? Because 
gold rallies in an uncertain environment, but it also rallies in an environment where the Fed would ultimately lower rates. And lastly, and this is sort of pending, but it seems to be coming out now, that finally the Bitcoin uh, spot ETF is going to be approved by the SEC. There are headlines out. Bitcoin has become really an alternative asset. I think in an uncertain environment, Bitcoin actually would thrive in that way, especially now the regulation is favorable. So, you know, you would want to take a look at that too as a diversification to all the, let's say, hyped up rally that we had in tech stocks last year. Yeah, very interesting options to look at as you look ahead to the year. We've been chatting with Ben Imons. He is the Senior Portfolio Manager at New Edge Wealth. Ben, it's been great chatting with you. Thanks for your time today. Thank you very much for having us. It was great being on your show. Thank yeah, look, you. Looking forward to having you on again. We've been chatting with Ben Imons. He's the Senior Portfolio Manager at New Edge Wealth. Stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.